This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Stu, 888-727-BECK. As we talked about on uh, radio this morning, uh, Scott Walker's campaign is apparently over. He suspended it. And usually, almost every time, in fact, every time I know of, that means they're they're out of the race. Now, Glenn Glenn thought there was a slight possibility that maybe when other people drop out, he'll jump back in. I I don't know. I don't think so. I've never seen it happen. Maybe it's a half a percent. Um, I think maybe there's a small possibility he could theoretically have actually ended his campaign, but suspending it, Mm -hmm. you know, there's financial reasons for that, too, with fundraising and everything. Reading a story earlier that one of his big donors uh, was not told about this at all. And just, I mean, this is why you never, never donate to a political campaign. Just, I think, two weeks ago, donated $100,000 to uh to his campaign really and, and i know we look oh, at these man. big donors and we think man, oh man. well they're really rich and they don't care and this is just you know a small percentage can you imagine though working to a point where you, you've earned a hundred thousand dollars doing whatever it is you do you hand it to a candidate and two weeks later he's not doing anything anymore he's just it's just over and <clears throat> you've given that money and it's over i would not appreciate that no. i mean i I, <laughs> I can't i mean something like and we you know obviously our favorite one of these examples is freedom works I can understand giving money to FreedomWorks because FreedomWorks is constantly in a constant perpetual motion to try to bring Mm -hmm. freedom and smaller government, and it's a great organization. When you talk about actually donating to a candidate, though, man, I I would have a real tough time coming up with a justification to do that. Like, I give the max donation to X candidate, and it pays for, what, three seconds of a 30-second commercial run once? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm keeping that money and doing something for myself with it. 
I'd much rather give mm -hmm. it to an organization like FreedomWorks, who at least is working constantly towards this stuff. And it's not like it could be over in two weeks. You may have donated to this and nothing, you get nothing out of it. It's tough. Yeah. My tax deductible uh, money goes to charity. It doesn't go to politicians. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it, because let's say we give a bunch of money to Ted Cruz and in a week, he ends his campaign. Uh, then you've just wasted that money. Oh, and it's you tough. wasted it. Because obviously Ted Cruz probably doesn't win if he doesn't get any donations. So right. I understand why it's important that people do it. I, I have a real tough time myself justifying it. But then beyond that, it's like even like if you even if he does win, what have you done? Like you've only <laughs> chipped in this little tiny thing, especially in a big national campaign. Mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing if you have a local candidate where he's going to raise or she is going to raise $60,000 for the entire cycle. And, you know, maybe your donation is a big percentage of what they do, you know, yeah. where it's like well, these guys, they're, they're going to raise a billion dollars. And your max donation is what, 3000, which I you know, never would make. But even mm -hmm. if you did make that a $3,000 donation is a drop in the bucket. Not to mention with, you know, the correct ruling on Citizens United, there's so much money in the super PACs that it, like even it's even more. It doesn't matter about your money. It's like you'd be much, much better served going out there and like advocating for for somebody or you know uh mm -hmm. you know going door to door or whatever it is you do that way then you would i think just make yeah, it volunteering a big your time. cash uh so scott walker's done a, a guy who as we mentioned earlier this morning uh was the lead candidate he was he was leading the field in april he was number two august 1st I, it's just it's unfathomable how fast he went away and i, I don't understand why yeah, and nothing really happened we've seen this before like herman cain last time Herman Cain has a scandal. I think it was a cheating yeah, was scandal a, or whatever. It's a girl. And, and so he, went, he was up there. He had this big scandal, and then he was gone. And it was understandable. You right. know, I'm sure Herman Cain would say it was unfair and it was wrong, but it was at least an understandable process there. Like, you get it. He has a scandal. He goes away. This is Scott Walker was just... Yeah, he was okay at a couple of debates and not great, but not horrible. I mean, he didn't have a he didn't have a uh, um, Rick Perry moment, for not example, at all, from the previous campaign, which was another guy who's dropped out and and kind of I think, sadly, mm -hmm. um, but you know, Rick Perry had that moment where he couldn't remember his uh, his actual his own plan, and he was uh, you know beat up for that and kind of went away, and really knocked him out of two presidential campaigns. That's really the reason why he wasn't in this one, really ever competitive in this one as well. But at least it was an understandable process. We kind of get the idea that someone has a bad moment on stage. This was like, well, his, perform his debate performances weren't great. Did he uh, make any big gaffes? No, he didn't make any big gaffes. Did he not describe his own plans correctly? No, he, he, did, he was fine with that. But were his plans, like, really liberal? No, no, they were actually pretty conservative. Like, there's no reason. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that kills Scott Walker maybe is a 17-person field. You know, um, they were, I was reading a story this morning about how in the last debate he tried to jump in after Carly Fiorina's um, Planned Parenthood thing and couldn't get the interruption in. Uh, you know how you put your hand up, you're like, uh, uh, yeah, I want to say something about that. And everyone was doing it at that, that, that debate, but he couldn't get the, the, his, his answer in. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't talk for the next 30 minutes. It's like, I mean, that's not his fault. There's 17 people on the, on the, or what was it, 15 people, I guess, on the stage on that particular one. Or no, 11 on that one, because it was four, four in the other debate. Mm -hmm. uh, so 11 on the stage, and, you know, it's just the format of the thing. But it's like, he didn't do anything wrong. He was good on the air with us every time he was on. Yeah. 
you know, he, there was never a moment where you look at Scott Walker and say, okay, here's the reason why this guy failed. You know, maybe he wasn't as good in the debates as he should have been, or he wasn't uh, quite as good, you know, doing the basics of the campaign. But it's a really weird story, isn't it? It is. Um, here's here's what, how the New York Times put it. Uh, Mr. Walker's exit was not a selfless sacrifice. He was running low on campaign cash, sliding sharply in opinion polls, losing potential donors to rivals, <clears throat> and unnerving supporters with a stream of gaffes. What? Like saying he would consider building a wall along the Canadian border. Uh, so, I, I mean, was that a huge gaffe? That wasn't even a big story. I, mean, I, I don't even, I barely remember. Yeah, I kind of remember him saying it, but... It and nobody like, made a big deal out of it, and yeah. I don't know what the stream of gaffes is. Yeah. It was just sort of like, I mean, you know, he, he had a couple <laughs> moments where he went overseas earlier, and like he had, you know, weird questions on evolution and stuff, but he didn't even botch those that badly. He sort of avoided no. a couple questions that it seemed like he should have been able to answer. But is that a huge deal? No. In this field with so many crap heaps of candidates, like there's a lot of good ones and a lot of really bad ones, Um, which this kind of makes me think that at least partially it actually is this reason he's giving. This reason of, look, I just, you know, he doesn't want Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He wants a conservative in there, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I agree with him wholeheartedly on. Uh, So let's get out of the way and start coalescing around, you know, one or two conservatives. But, you know, people keep saying, well, I mean, he's only got 1% of the vote or less. Uh, you know, where does his support go? There's no support. I don't think that's really real with Scott Walker. Scott Walker is one of those guys that has actual support from, um, I think, a higher percentage of people. He's just not – that one poll is, you know, kind of putting him in a moment where it's, it's, it's his worst moment and it's, you know, it's a snapshot. But I think actually there is some support there. People like his plans. People want somebody similar to Scott Walker, and they're going to start looking around for people in that general area. I think mean, you think you've got a maybe Jindal has a shot of getting some of those people. I think Rubio has a very good shot at getting some of those people. Maybe Fiorina even gets some of those people. So I don't know. It's it's uh, it's an interesting one. According to Business Insider, the person who will benefit most is Marco Rubio. Mm. Uh, hours after Walker announced he would drop out of the race, strategists and analysts were quick to deem Rubio the greatest beneficiary. Uh, Rubio and maybe Kasich, according to Kasich. Greg Valeri. Kasich. If, 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 if Walker is close to Kasich and Rubio is close to Kasich, I don't want Walker or Rubio. Yeah, no, Kasich's awful. Really bad. I mean, he really is not bad. that close to either of those guys, at least the way they've, you know, the plans that they've talked about publicly. And some secret plan where they suck behind closed doors? It's possible. Wow. Wow. Um, but uh, uh, Morning Joe uh, yesterday. Oh, good. I was wondering. Yeah. It's, um, we, we, of course, have a story on Morning Joe because every day we try to, try to bring you up to speed <laughs> the on morning what Morning Joe, Joe is doing. <laughs> and y- yesterday, this is kind of interesting, though, because they uh, had a pretty interesting moment couple of moments of honesty there about Hillary and where all this uh, Obama is Muslim stuff started in the beginning. Uh, and here's a look at what they said. For Hillary Clinton to come out and criticize anybody for spreading the rumors about Barack Obama, mm. when it all started... On 60 with, Minutes. When it all started with her and her campaign passing things around in the Democratic primary, Rich. Now listen. He says he is. The Republicans are wrong for doing what they're doing. It started, this started with Hillary Clinton. 
and it was spread by the Clinton team. We're just telling Back the truth. Back in 2008. Sorry, but I, I really, I, I don't Look, even know. That is the truth. Don't, But Mika, you can't <laughs> tell me to stop when you are, when the two of you are making comments. It'd be different if you have a, if there's a basis, an actual evidentiary basis for what you're saying, then I would agree with well, that. Well, they're, 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 they're the I ones that spread it in 2008? That spread what in 2008? That, that Barack Obama may not campaign? be uh, Barack Obama may not be a Christian. Well, we should ask Heilman this question because I mean, he's I, the official, he, the official wait, historian wait, wait. of the 2008 I, I, campaign. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't recall that. But if you're telling me that was the case, I, I, I just don't recall. John Heilman was the case. It was Thank the case. Thank you, Thank you John Heilman. <laughs> it was the case. Uh, to the point that they even the case. forwarded around a picture of Barack Obama in a turban. Right, from, right, from the appearance right. In that was the Clinton campaign. Um, you know. I, Ford just obviously doesn't know this. You know, he's either just blatantly lying, p pulling in Debbie Wasserman and Schultz, and just you know blatantly lying, or she, he just doesn't know the story. But this is pretty well known. Um, you know, the stuff that he, you know, we even have the. I read part of this on uh, radio earlier. This is a March 2007 memo for the Hillary Clinton campaign. All these articles about his Obama's boyhood in Indonesia and his life in Hawaii are geared towards showing showing. His background is diverse, multicultural, and putting it in a new light. Save it for 2050. These are the freaking progressives doing this. Save it for 2050. It also exposes a very strong weakness for him. His roots to basic American values and culture are at best limited. I cannot imagine America electing a president during a time of war who is not at his center, fundamentally American in his thinking and his values. That's so true. And it's all the stuff we said during the campaign. <laughs> Hillary Clinton was saying it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're a racist and you're a hater uh, if you say anything other than, than he's a total... A patriotic American, and he belongs as president, and he loves America just like everybody else, when they themselves didn't believe that. Yeah, I mean, listen. They did not believe that. Every speech should contain the line that you were born in the middle of America, to the middle class, in the middle of the last century, and talk mm -hmm. about the basic bargain as about the deeply American values you grew up with, learned as a child, that drive you today. Let's explicitly own American in our programs, the speeches, and the values. Wow. He doesn't. Let's add flag symbols to the backgrounds of campaign events. Like, they were, they never were going to come out and say, hey, by the way, this guy, he's from another place. They just, but that mm -hmm. was their intent. I mean, it's, this is not something we're making up now. This is something that's been out there for a while. They were forwarding around pictures of him looking Muslim at the time. I mean, it's <laughs> all the things that they accused the right of doing was all started by the left. And that doesn't mean that the guy who stands up and goes, we got a problem, it's called Muslims. That doesn't make him right. Uh, that actually makes just him as wrong as Hillary Clinton. And, and the last thing in the world that any of us need to take is Hillary Clinton preaching to us about this because it was mm -hmm. them who started it. Mm -hmm. They are the basis of this line of attack. How about Mika, uh, after they, they bring that up, saying, we're just telling the truth. I mean, uh, that, what a refreshing change at MSNBC on Morning Joe. That's nice. Thank you for doing that for a change. Uh, it, it, it's, a weird, it, it's a weird phenomenon, though, because they don't normally... So why now? Why now? Is it because they want uh, Bernie Sanders to continue his socialist rise? Is it because they want somebody else? Uh, I, they haven't been concerned about telling the truth for a really long time. Why now? Hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. But I like it. I, I like it. And Mika, I mean, 
that it's really amazing because I mean Joe supposedly is a uh, is a Republican, just doesn't act like it on MSNBC all that often. Uh, but Mika uh, never acts as though she she has any interest in the truth. So kind of interesting. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. All right, you know it doesn't take much to affect the comfortable way in which we all live. Just a little unpredictable weather can easily knock you off from access to your electricity. Uh, we get ice storms here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area once in a while, and that'll shut things down for two or three days in some cases. We'll give your family peace of mind. Take control of your energy situation at your house and rest easy when something inevitably happens. Do this. Get a solar generator from Solutions from Science. These are fantastic little units. Their solar generators run quietly. They don't emit fumes. They produce an endless supply of electricity from the sun, so they're going to run everything you need to have run, including your big refrigerators. This will run your refrigerator, keep your food fresh. Uh, it won't spoil. You won't have to throw it all away after a few days of the power being oh out. God. Yes, right? <laughs> I mean, Jeffy would be dead in, oh my gosh. I mean, 15 minutes if you don't have access to food. I have to, to have the refrigerator. I have to have my curling iron. I can put both those in there, right? <laughs> You're curling iron. Yeah, you don't have you know, any hair to curl. Uh, go to patoffgrid.com to learn more. That's patoffgrid.com. Use the coupon code uh, PAT, and you'll get a special half-price offer. So you get half-price on this incredible uh, solar generator. Go to patoffgrid.com right now. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven back. Pat and Stoop. Uh, I haven't really followed this Netflix story changing the Disney thing. Have you uh, very closely? I know. I saw it. Uh, yeah, I saw the headline. Um, they they had a a very offensive description of a movie. That's the problem. Oh no. Um, the movie, of course, Pocahontas, and oh, uh, Netflix had this description. An American Indian woman is supposed to marry the village's best warrior, but she yearns for something more, and soon meets Captain John Smith. Now, that's offensive because that's, Captain Smith is white. He's, he's white. more than the warrior more who than, is Indian. Right. So basically the story <laughs> of Pocahontas is Pocahontas is supposed to have to deal with one of these annoying Indians and instead gets a good white dude. That's the story of Pocahontas, as you know. <laughs> so stupid. I really didn't read it that way, but I mean. Really? Yeah. No, Are you I, serious? I am. Um, yeah. By the way, John Smith cannot be any other race. 
There's no right. way. Um, uh, Disney movie <laughs> description now has been changed by Netflix. A young American Indian girl tries to follow her heart and protect her tribe when settlers arrive and threaten the land she loves. No mention at all of John Smith. No. no. Screw John, John Smith. John Smith doesn't. Um, it's got nothing to do with it now. It's okay. kind of bizarre. Um, I, I, you know, I guess it's supposed to be offensive from Native American, some Native American perspective. Um, again, they don't. They use, still use the word Indian, which is offensive to me. Right. Um, it still it, it says an American Indian, Native American. That's not cool. Native American. But it's like you know, so she's being essentially matched up with uh, you know some guy because he's a good warrior, and she yearns for more than that. Isn't that what you should want? Like, shouldn't the people advocating the war on women all the time like that scenario? There isn't anything more than, a, than marrying a warrior. There isn't anything war. more. These same what do you people mean? hate war. That's as, that's as more as you can get. That's the most right there when you fall in love with a, with a warrior in that, your The same tribe. people, would, they don't even like the actual warriors in real life, the people that go and defend the country. They don't even like them. <laughs> and I they're know. complaining about this. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. It's interesting it. because the, one of the people who was uh, who was advocating against this, Dr. Adrian Keene, she watches a bunch of films about Native Americans, and then apparently she complains about them. <laughs> what a good job! It's that a great is. job. A great good gig. society good we've got working when that's a job. So she addressed the movie description on her blog, uh, Native Appropriations. Which she said. How many times did you go to that site? Oh, this oh my week? God! It's my homepage. Is that weird? Because that's I <laughs> it's just your homepage. Just, when I open up my computer, I just have it automatically set to open up to Native Appropriation. Yeah. Anytime well, she posts something new, my app beep. Oh right. Up, no, so right. Native oh, yeah. I get it emailed directly to me as well. <laughs> oh man. Uh, on her blog, Keen described the synopsis as porno sounding. What? Uh, when compared to other that. movie synopsis, uh, she says it's not always blatant. The racism against Native Americans in popular culture. In so, this case, you got to read something into yeah. it to find the racism. It takes I love like me. that. It takes people like me and yeah. my blog to right. point it out. Yes, uh, it plays out in the way the language is utilized and the undercurrents of what's being said, even if it's not explicit. Yeah. Or I would add, even if it's not even there, <laughs> there or real in any way. <laughs> that is, but I'll find it. But um, she found it. I actually, I don't know if you guys uh, have done the same. Um, but and I, Netflix caved and changed of course, it. Of yes. course, of course, yeah. Um, I hired someone uh, for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year uh, to their sole job is to call me up and read to me a Native Appropriations post <laughs> when it gets up posted. They just so they the extra mile. Wow. I'm like just put, have Native Appropriations no. up at all times. Uh huh. And when it, something new is posted, call me up immediately and just read the post to me wow. as fast as you can. One hundred and fifty grand <laughs> yeah, for that. I, look, that's a, that's a good gig. <laughs> it's a, that's man. how important it. it is. That's to how me. important uh, it is. Really do important. I feel? Do I feel bad just downloading the app? Yeah, it's actually that's pretty bad. <laughs> well, you're, it's you're, a serious portion <laughs> of your salary. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> but I feel like you know, <laughs> it's that important. It's that okay. important. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if we're talking native, like, how else am I gonna know immediately? <laughs> well, you could look. Uh, I never you thought know, of that. You could look. Never thought of looking at myself. <laughs> never thought of that. My first thought was you could go continually hire. keep it on your computer, and then rig it so that every time something shows up, it, it dings. Where were you before I signed that ten-year contract? Know. I, you know, where were A you? One point five million dollar deal. It was ten huh? years, one point five wow. million. Yeah. Um, although there are some escalators, uh, bonuses built in, so it could go higher than that. <laughs>
Uh, but, but Jeffy would have liked a shot at that. Yeah, no, but Jeffy, no can't, about that. Jeffy can't read, though. So he was not, he was not yeah, qualified. Yeah, well, I could hire somebody for cheaper than 150000 to read it to you. Oh, I'm just man. trying to uh, communicate the importance of people searching for fake racism on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's That's, important. It's so crucial it's important. to our society. I hope everyone understands that. I, I mean, listen to the description of her. She watches many films about Native Americans on Netflix. <laughs> that's, that's just someone who's lazy that's yeah, all that right. is right jeffy watches a lot of films that. about native americans on other sites and no one gives him any money <laughs> i originally thought this was a animated documentary of elizabeth warren but boy was i wrong no yeah, no, no yeah not true unfortunately no, she's i mean she's one nine thousandth uh cherokee yeah, um, mm-hmm. but not the not the one is the the only part of that that's not true. Uh, she's actually zero nine thousandths, um, <laughs> but she wants to be one. That, but you know what? Someday. She identifies as Indian. That's all that you need. Makes her Indian. Yep. You know, she really was the first one who did that. We keep having really these was. conversations about if you identify as a different race or whatever. She was really the first one who yeah. broke that barrier to me yeah. publicly when she came out and she said, "Look, I." My my heritage is that I'm Native American, mm-hmm. but I'm I mean I'm not. Who is obviously. actually before her? There was Ward Churchill. Remember remember that? Um, oh yeah. The guy who he was with. He's a college professor. He right. called yeah, and he called the nine eleven the people who died in nine eleven little Eichmanns yep, or something. Little Eichmanns, yeah. Got fired uh, for that, basically. Yeah, and Eventually. and he was supposedly Native American, and then it was discovered mm, not so much. Not so much. No. Not, not not so much. So Native. So he was American. Yeah. Just not so native. Yeah, and not mm-hmm. so pro-American either. No, no. So. Not one of his interests. All right. Uh, also, according to the AP, one in four undergrad women experience unwanted sexual contact. One in four. One in four at 27 U.S. colleges. Mm. So now, because the rape charge wasn't bad enough that one in five women are raped, now one in four women experience unwanted sexual contact. Which is weird. So the, so the uh, men in this situation... Uh, are all going to uh, one in five, twenty percent, are raping mm-hmm. women outwardly, right. actually raping them. Uh, yes. But yet, only uh, another five uh, percent have had any other sexual contact that's unwanted, <laughs> which is interesting. Like they all just go all the way. If they're going to do anything, they just all go all the way to rape. There's no other thing that ever happens. A kiss, an unwanted kiss. Well, for 5%. Only 5% of people do that. The other 20% are all just raping. I mean, these, cat, these statistics don't even agree with each other. No, it's ridiculous. They're so stupid. Results of the Association of American Universities Campus Climate Survey. I love these. Come at a time of heightened scrutiny of the nation's colleges. Uh, Just last week, Vice President Joe Biden visited Ohio State, highlighted several new initiatives, including mandatory sexual violence awareness training for the school's freshmen beginning next year. Mandatory? Wow. Uh, That's interesting. So if you go to to Ohio State University as a freshman, you are going to take mandatory, what do they call it? Sexual Uh, violence violence awareness awareness training. training. Mm. Uh, Okay. Mm. Survey was sent out this spring to nearly 780,000 students. Uh, about 150,000 participated online. Researchers and results could be biased slightly upward because students <laughs> who ignored the sur- survey may have been less likely to report victimization. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. People, so people who ignore the survey... Have probably been raped. 
So it's even higher. It's even right. higher. Is it? Is it over? I want to know this. Can we get this out of the way? Is it over one hundred percent? Can we get? Are there more people raped than are people? If you, is that possible? Yes. If you go to college, you will be raped. But even if you walk past to college. You, you'll be raped as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. That's how okay, we get it so over that's 100%. That's how we get it over 100%. Because, by the way, if you read this article, um, I, I was wrong. And, and sometimes, you know, you, we leave with our mistakes. We've mm-hmm. said that before. We said that 5% of people had uh, unwanted sexual contact but had not been raped. Mm-hmm. It's actually only 3%. Okay. The study is only 20. So 20% of people have been raped. And 3% have been kissed unwantingly. <laughs> that's what this story... Kissed? Uh, touched or any or just uh, drunk and uh, and t- or too drunk for the sexual contact. Now touched. Does that include like on your arm, or is it that says, only on a sexual? It does say. Let's see. Uh, non- is that only breast sex- or butt or you know whatever? Uh, sexual touching is the Good way. Touch. Okay. It says ranging from sexual touching to kissing. So. You know the the you know we've seen these stories before recently where uh you know a twelve year old boy kisses an eleven year old girl yeah. and goes to prison for it for nine thousand years I think was the story, mm-hmm. um, but those that's what you're talking about there a kiss that mm-hmm. uh, you know the female doesn't want and look that's not okay obviously we all know mm-hmm. that uh, but uh, it is it is not to the level of. Um, uh, a massive. Uh, it used to be one of those things that got you a slap in every movie. Unwanted at the bar. sexual contact. Or maybe she's saying no. Maybe mm-hmm. even right. a splash of a drink in the face. You know, something right. like that. That was, you know, that's that's the way. You know, that was. None of it's, you know, not okay. You don't do that. Um, but I mean, John Hamm's won like how many freaking awards for portraying the guy that, that gooses <laughs> that the girl that. as walks yeah. by, and like they keep the left keeps giving those people awards, and at the same time release <laughs> stats like this. And by the way, he'd be in the three percent, right? Because everyone mm-hmm. there's twenty percent right. is all rape, and then three percent is kissing, yeah, and touching, and every other type of sexual contact. Really amazing. It does seem like maybe these stats, and I love this part of it. This is the article from the AP. This uh, what was it? Um, it says the uh, the results are consistent with other, are generally in line with past surveys on sexual assault. No, no, no it's not. It's no, not, it's it not generally in line at all with the past surveys. It's not at all. Uh, so again, you know what this is. This is. I a, like this. Oh, too. by the way, we have something on Wonderful World Stew about this this weekend okay. uh, that you need to see about rape. Uh, yes, about college uh, about college campuses and the now hookup culture and how that is supposed to proceed. That I think you're going to enjoy. We need to play it on this show too after it airs. All right, you like it. forward to that. Hmm. They say about 17% of freshman females reported sexual contact that was forced, absolutely wrong, or while incapacitated. So if a girl gets drunk and then willingly has relations with some guy, that would in, it would in, it would be included. Yeah, the word right? incapacitated now, signifies usually, it's more than that. But I, I don't, you know, a lot of times. Although I they, think they consider being yeah. drunk incapacitated, though. So. Because remember, we were we talking about poster. standards, and and the poster said that if a woman is is drunk, you're you've raped her. What, what I thought was interesting about that too is if the man is drunk too. Yes. So yeah. if the man is drunk and the woman is drunk, uh, the it's male rape. is the only one with any uh, mm. responsibility, and he's he's a rapist. It's amazing. Uh, you know, look, it's really I, amazing. I, these are tough, weird issues. I understand they're uncomfortable, and nobody wants anyone to be a victim of sexual assault or violence or anything like that. I mean, it really is one of the most serious things mm-hmm. that we could possibly talk about. And I, I you know, you, I, the only reason I get frustrated about it is because these are attempts to uh, to manipulate statistics and manipulate people into thinking 
you know, basically half of the college population are a bunch of rapists. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, you know, we're at that point where they're talking about, and uh, it's not just, you know, this study, but there's many others that will put that number even higher. It's, it's not at all consistent with the past surveys. They obviously hadn't read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at the other surveys, too, the numbers are higher than this one. Uh, but the idea that, again, one in five means that there are more rapes happening than happened in the Rwandan genocide. The Rwandan genocide rape rate was considerably lower than one in five. In fact, there's, I can't think, I don't know that there's ever been any area of society in the world where the rape rate is higher than one in five. I can't name you one. I'm sure there is one at some point. But the mm-hmm. Rwandan genocide was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah. really bad. A, a million people were murdered in it. Yeah. And the idea that the, the, the U.S. college situation is worse than that, I have a real problem with. I don't think it's accurate. I'm going to step out on that limb and say, I don't think the general male college population in the United States is worse than the Hutus. Kind of with you on that. Triple A, it's a b- big, bold statement, but I'm with you. Got your back. More patents to it. That's just because you, it's a war of women. That's why, you, that's why you've got that's why. that. Because yeah. you that's hate why. women. Right. Even though I'm married to one. Hater. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hi. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. We're going through some of this uh, political stuff today, and uh, Donald Trump still remains the quote unquote front runner. And I, you know, I say quote unquote because yeah, he's fallen a little bit in the polls. Last poll uh, showed when you combine first and second choice, which I think is a legitimate way to look at the race because people are not settled fully on a candidate yet. When mm-hmm. you look at first and second choice, he's now in second place behind Ben Carson and only a couple points ahead of Carly Fiorina and Marco Rubio for third and fourth. Um, so is he the front runner? I mean, I think you have to say yes still, but I, I don't consider him um, a guy who's you know going to get to the finish line. And I think, you know, I think there are enough conservatives in the Republican voting base that when we get a little bit closer, when we get to that point where people are really focusing on it and, and, and not just watching this as some sort of spectacle, they've got to actually cast votes, I think that people will look at this and, and see reality, which is Donald Trump is not a conservative in any way. You're right. Um, and, you know, we, we've been highlighting a lot of people who have been talking about this. Obviously, we've been blabbing about it endlessly, and I'm sure you're sick of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of other people, um, from Jonah Goldberg uh, and Charles Cook at National Review to Eric Erickson, uh, Leon Wolf at Red State, to Michelle Malkin has been talking about it for years. Dave Andrew Brivarte mm-hmm. uh, is a yeah. big Breed, proponent. Breed Barrett. Oh, it's I, Breitbart? I just found out it's Breitbart. Breitbart. Andrew yeah. Breitbart, before he passed away, was a big uh, g- uh, proponent of pointing out that Donald Trump in no way Liberal. was a conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's, it goes, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. We've ta- Brad Thor is another one who's mm-hmm. been out there. Uh, I'm glad Brad's on He's board been doing a great job. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I thought we would go through and, and highlight, um, you know, uh, somebody else who was actually way out in front of this, um, which is Mark Levin. Levin has been talking about this for years. Um, and uh, this is Mark Levin from, this is back from 2011. Someone sent me this monologue, and then he just went off on Trump and trying to tell the truth about him, because at that time, Trump was being tossed around as a potential Tea Party candidate mm-hmm. in 2011. Here's Mark Levin. Ladies and gentlemen, you better damn well think this one through. I know the man's entertaining. I know he's charismatic. 
I know he knows business. I know he knows that. But I'll prefer to call him not Mr. Trump, but Mr. Chump. And those of us who support him, not me, you, Chump, I will be proven correct about this, as I always am. (laughs) No brag, just fact. The evidence is there, right in front of you, and I'm sure there'll be more. The nation faces a perilous future if we don't turn things around. I don't have time for circus acts. They're entertaining. If I want to turn on TV, I'll watch it. But I'm not going to get in the ring, I can tell you that. Mm. Not with the clowns. Mm. So that one's just kind of a general uh, hit. Here's some... um, Interesting. uh, It's great, isn't it? I mean, he really... Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, this is... This is back when, uh, you know, he, and I, I think he gets through some of this here, so I don't want to give so, so much away, but he had to think about the timing of this, too. 2011, you're in, right after the Tea Party wave. Mm-hmm. Like, so people, you know, the, people are really interested in trying to find that next big guy, like, that maybe can push that over the top. And what was, you know, Donald Trump doing at that time when everyone who is a conservative is coalescing around people, uh, you know, the Mike Lees of the world and, and real conservatives. And, this, and, and nobody real, wanted to settle for Mitt Romney. Yeah, yeah. So instead, right now we're talking about settling for somebody much, much worse. Yeah. And I think uh, there's some great evidence. Levin <laughs> lines uh, out here in the second clip. Listen. Did he go to a single rally? Talking Did he contribute to a single Tea Party cause? Well, he he was spreading around his contributions, and we're supposed to believe that every businessman does that. Really? Every businessman gives money to Chuck Schumer and Anthony Weiner and Charlie Crist? Really? I'm not aware of that. Every businessman? That's what they do? And the storyline that he puts out, we're all supposed to go gaga for it, is he's a businessman, he's got business in these areas, this is what you do. I don't understand what that means. That means, did you get something in return for these contributions? Because that's a crime. So what do you mean you, you do these things? This is what a businessman does. What does a businessman do? Make unprincipled contributions to some of the most left-wing losers in the nation who are undermining our country? This is the new Tea Party candidate? <laughs> Why? Because he has the gift of gab? Because he talks tough now? I'm looking at his record. Hmm. Huh. So true. And wow. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not just Anthony Weiner and Chuck Schumer. It's it's also Harry Reid, Rahm Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton. I mean, on mm-hmm. and on and on. <laughs> I will say Anthony Weiner is one I had not heard before. I, I, I had this. Either. That's I either. really bad. <laughs> really bad. You're giving money to Anthony he's freaking Weiner. And Donald would justify that by he's from New York. He's the guy I give uh, money right, and to. And also very, very closely connected to the Clintons, obviously. Yeah. Uma Abedin yeah. being, you know, Hillary's yeah. closest aide. But, I mean, you know, you look well, at Trump this. Trump makes no apologies for right. any of this. No, None. but you know what? Levin highlights something that I had not uh, thought about as we go through this. The thing he keeps talking about, I give them money, they give me things, is a crime. It's not just unsavory. It's actually illegal. It seems like Donald Trump is out there constantly admitting to committing Mm. crimes. Now, of course, he would say, well, I mean, we never make a deal for specifics. But if you are getting things in return for your donations, that is a criminal offense. He damn well expects it. We can't even do that on the radio. We can't even do that here. It's called payola plagola. And if we do it, we could go to jail, certainly lose our jobs, potentially go to jail. So how much more important for a politician is it, uh, or a guy contributing to a politician, 
I, I mean, and all from these people who are all about campaign finance reform. They're all uh -huh. about campaign finance reform uh -huh. until they're getting money to uh -huh. go to f freaking weddings and uh, and and approved projects and all that. So they're all about campaign finance reform until that. Everybody goes to this guy's weddings too. Uh, uh, Hillary has gone to his wedding. One of them, I don't know which. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, I found out yesterday, went to one of his weddings. <laughs> oh Rosie O'Donnell, and they hate each other. I thought. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes, and he. He was admitting that he she went to one of his weddings because she knew Marla or oh, okay. whatever. But he was calling her a uh, and he she, oh, he was calling her he it's said, a really good name. He said she ate like a pig at his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I mean, the guy is entertainer. Yeah, an entertainer. He's very funny. Right. He's funny. He's he, an insult, he called he's her the, the inc insult comic. He called yeah. her yeah. a slob and a fat pig, and I mean, on and on. And I mean, that's on. horrible. It's a war against women, it's, and I don't it's like not it. nice. I will say right. that I would never call anyone a fat pig ever. I think it's completely wrong to make fun of someone's weight, and uh, you know, personally, I just think it's abhorrent. This is a that's new, thank this you. A new thank you, leaf that's we've turned over. <laughs> that's beautiful. I look. I, I think we all feel that important way. Stand there. I think we all feel that way. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, Levin went through. I won't, you know, give you the, the entire monologue. Obviously, here, although it's fantastic, and you should go online and listen to it. Maybe you can tweet that out from at Pat and Stu today. Um, but uh, here's a look, quick compilation of some of the uh, cuts from Donald Trump that Mark Levin featured in the monologue. I think you'll enjoy them. Nancy Pelosi, the speaker. Well, you know, when she first. I got in and was named speaker. I met her, and I'm very impressed by her. I think she's a very impressive person. I like her a lot. Oh, my God. But I was surprised that she didn't do more in terms of Bush and going after Bush. It was almost, it just seemed like she was going to really look to impeach Bush and get him out of office, which personally I think would have been a wonderful thing. Impeaching him? Absolutely, for the war. For the war. Because of the conduct of the war. Well, he lied. He got us into the war with lies. He's been so bad that I think probably a Democrat has a huge advantage. Now, huge. crazy things happen in life, but a Democratic candidate, whoever wins, is going to have a huge advantage because huge. of Bush. Huge. People don't like him. People think he's been a horrible president, possibly the worst in the history of this country. You believe that? Oh, he's been a terrible president. You think he's the worst in the history of the United States? I, I don't think he can get much worse. Why? I mean, who's worse? Give me a couple of names. Who could be worse? Oh, my gosh. Well, you, because in the last interview we did in March, you said he was the worst. Well, at least I'm consistent. Bush has been so bad, maybe the worst president in the history of this country. He has been so incompetent, so bad, so evil, that I don't think any Republican could have won. I think he's going to lead through consensus. It's not going to be just a, a bull run like Bush did. He just did whatever the hell he wanted. He'd go into a, a country, attack Iraq, which had nothing to do with the World Trade Center, and just do it because he wanted to do it. They always said, a hundred years before a black man or woman could have been elected president. And the hundred years turned out to be like one year. He's done an amazing job. An amazing job, Barack <laughs> Obama. He's done an amazing job. And <clears throat> George W. Bush should have been impeached. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi should have led that charge because he loves her. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's fantastic. Right. I mean, like, look, mm. and you, people will say, well, he's changed gosh, his mind man. on those things. He no longer thinks Barack I, wait, Obama. Wait, I thought he stuck to what he believed. Right. Yeah. So which is it? Yeah. I, well, it's not. It's I don't know which one it is. But I would say mm. this, that forget the fact that you think he's right or wrong about Barack Obama. 
It's just judgment. Do you yeah, know any terrible. other conservative who was terrible. fooled by Barack Obama? No. Was there anyone who was sitting around saying, like, wow, this guy I think is going to lead by consensus? What, what conservative do you know who was fooled by that at the time? And when did he say he's been, he's been tremendous? When did he say that? What year was that? Uh, I think it was, I don't know. Uh, was it 2009? Because yeah. that's when he became a Republican, apparently, supposedly. Mm. Yeah. So in 2009, he was becoming a Republican and saying that Barack Obama was, has been wonderful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't... How is it possible? I don't, I don't know. This is the weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I don't know. The weirdest thing. More Pat and Stu coming up. By the way, coming up on the other side, um, we have uh, one of the, the people that Donald Trump donated to, Harry Reid. We know he's leaving office. We have actually breaking news on what he's going to be doing afterwards, which is pretty exciting. I don't know that anyone else has this. That is exciting. So what is, what is Harry Reid's next job? We've got it next. All right, Harry Reid is a big target of, uh, you know, if you want to give your money to somebody who's conservative, you give it to Harry Reid, you know, a guy Mm -hmm. with 100% NARAL rating. That's what you do with your money, obviously. Uh, Donald Trump did that, uh, did it to all, uh, you know, all sorts of candidates. But Harry Reid, unfortunately, is not going to be around for him to donate to next time. It's sad. He's leaving the Senate. It's really sad. Um, And, you know, as as you get older... Um, and Jeffy, you'll be able to attest to this. As you get really old, you have to come up with new things to do. And Harry Reid has come up with a business to keep himself afloat oh, as he news. leaves the Senate. Good we actually have a, a preview of the commercial for it right now. Are you having trouble sleeping? Is your expensive bed not doing the job? Do you have insomnia caused by the belief that if you go to sleep, a burnt man with blades for fingers will brutally murder you? Have you tried everything? Counting sheep, overdosing on sleeping pills, drinking alcohol till you black out, instructing hookers to strangle you till you lose consciousness. Then you need the newest scientific discovery in sleep therapy, Harry Reid's Night Sounds. Night Sounds. Experience Harry Reid's organic tendency of soothing non sequitur in the most intimate way as he lulls you to sleep with sweet nothingness. My pomegranate trees are, I'm told, uh, blossoming and some pomegranates on them. I have some fig trees and roses and stuff that I just haven't seen. Let the silky softness of Harry Reid's night sounds embrace you like a mother swaddling her newborn baby. For all those who don't know what a grease pig contest is, here's what it is. The organizers get a little pig, piglet, and they cover this little animal with tons of grease. It's a greasy little pig. And then they turn the kids loose, and they invite these children to chase one of these pigs. And pigs are a little slippery to begin with, but you cover them with grease, they're really slippery. Listen as Harry Reid's idiotic ramblings swim through your ear canal like a babbling brook, slowly easing your tired brain into oblivion with Reid's most incoherent groans and grumbles. And, uh, and, uh, 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 uh. But wait, there's more. Upgrade now to the deluxe Harry Reid night therapy machine, and you'll get a detachable spray fan that blows warm, stagnant air over your face while squirting a pungent mist, simulating what it really feels like to speak to Harry in close quarters. But wait, there's even more. Order now and get the new super deluxe edition in new tourist scent. In the summertime, because the high humidity and how hot it gets here, 
you could literally smell the tourists coming into the capital. Harry Reid's Night Sounds comes with a 44-year satisfaction guarantee. If this incomprehensible baboon can last for 44 years in office, we don't see any reason why this hunk of cheap imported pseudo-plastic can't as well. Just ask our happy customers. This product worked so well, I feel like I could sleep forever. This is not hyperbole. Dan died within minutes of this testimonial from the sheer shock of how well Harry Reid's Night Sounds worked. It was definitely not a suicide, unless you believe the police. Night Sounds. Order today and turn up the heat in the bedroom with the Harry Reid Night Sounds Magnum Package. Including the in-depth story of exactly how Harry Reid conceived his children. I was, you know, trying to maintain my, uh, firmness. Night Sounds. Harry Reid's Night Sounds is available only in the outskirts of the Beyond section at Bed Bath & Beyond. Not to be used by children, near children, or by people who were once children. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Welcome to it. Uh, The first driverless pods have arrived on public roads in the Netherlands. And uh, (laughs) uh, I'm excited about it. Mm, Look at Uh, those. I mean, you want to talk about uh, something. Look at how sexy that that, pod is. It's great. The the Jeffy of automobiles. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's, is that like a taxi? I guess I, was, I guess it's kind of like a uh, a tram that you get in at the airport. It looks like to me, like you know, the door opens, you, you get on. It's like a kind of like a taxi service, but a little bit. I mean, this is why these. You know, we want to make a good argument as to why this the stupidity of the light rail system in America. It, why I harp on this all the time, and we waste all of this money. How far are we away from these things? They're going to dump twenty billion dollars into some train system, mm-hmm. and then in in you know five years, everyone's just going to have these cars that go wherever completely they want. Completely obsolete. Yeah, they're going to be completely obsolete so fast. Yeah, and it's a whole. The wee- it's, it's called the WePod. Mm. Takes passengers between a couple of different towns in uh, the Netherlands. Autonomous public transportation does not exist in other parts of the world. I think um, it does actually. It oh, it does exist in other parts of the that. world. Mm-hmm. I, why did I put a knot in there? Well, the knot why? is an important thing because it, it, it actually important. changes the whole meaning of the sentence. It kind of does. Yeah, man, I've noticed that. Sometimes. It kind of does. <laughs> Park shuttle bus in Rotterdam, Heathrow pod in London, and the Lutz Pathfinder in Milton Keynes, which run on special single trajectory lanes. Oh, okay. So, it's a little or, bit different, though. This is yeah. like actually driving on, you know, it's driving around. This is a driving car, essentially, a vehicle. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I, during its test phase, it won't, it will not travel in challenging conditions like rush hour traffic, at night or in bad weather. So they're taking it slowly, and I guess it only goes 25 kilometers per hour, which is, is that about 20 miles an hour, ish. Ish. Um, I was uh, I, I was traveling a little bit this weekend and took Uber a few times, and uh, it's just like you just realize how how what was there somebody driving it? Yeah, someone actually oh, okay. drove it. Right. But like you almost, you know the the. 
the no driver thing is a great future, but like really, you, it, it, with Uber, it's actually possible to just not even have the car. Right. Like you really, I, you don't, I, you know, if you're in an area that has a decent Uber presence, you really don't even need it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, but like know? the Wee Pods, they don't, they don't come and get you at night or in bad weather, so you're stuck. Yeah, no, I mean, look, this is not ready. That's what I'm saying, though. Uber Eventually is Eventually it will right? come. You mean Uber does pick you up in, in yeah, stormy weather? Yeah, they'll, they'll pick you up whenever you night? need to get picked up. Uh, huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now, so, huh. you know, I remember being in New York City, sometimes Uber, when uh, it does start raining or snowing, and it's pretty ugly outside, you may be paying some surge pricing, which will increase <laughs> the cost of that car a little bit, but you actually can get one. You know, and you have the option to say, oh, well, I'll wait a little while if I don't want to pay this rate. It's, it's called the free mar. Have you ever heard of this? The free marquee? Um, it's amazing. I, I know a guy who, who was a big proponent of it was Andrew Brebeer. Um But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting concept, and it really mm -hmm. does work well. I mean, you know, you can get... It does. I was talking to the Uber driver that I had uh, from the airport uh, this weekend. She pulled up. Uh, she was an empty nester, as she was telling me. Uh, you know, just a few hours a week would just pop in whenever she, whenever she had a few open hours. Just She'd pick up four or five people, make a, few, a little bit of extra cash when she needed it, and then she'd go back home and do How great thing. is that? How great is that? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's, it's make your own hours. It's do what you need to do. It's make as much money as you want. Uh, you know, it's, it's everything that you'd want out of, uh, like, it's the thing that used to only be afforded to the boss. Right. And the boss used to be able to do that. You know, you'd always hear the story, yeah, yeah, well, you can work from home or you can do. Now, you know, the average person can get jobs. And obviously this is still developing. But what a great thing for somebody who she didn't need to work full time. Mm -hmm. She just wanted to pick up a little bit of extra spending cash here and there. And she's able to do that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome system. Uh, and it's going to continue to grow. I, I heard the, uh, the head of Uber who said he wanted every single, every single car owner in the country to be an Uber driver. Well, I mean, that's not going to happen, but you, you would think it will continue to grow like that uh, pretty yeah. exponentially for because you can make extra money. And well, it, for people who just who don't mind driving, don't mind the risk of picking up strangers, uh, you know, it's, it's a good way to make money. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say, like, I, part of me, like, there's a part of me that, like, just wants to register as a driver yeah. like, why not like have it just in case at some point you're like bored mm. for an hour and, you know you pop on uber oh there's a ride there you go do it you make 20 bucks and then uh, go home <laughs> like there's a part of me even though i don't necessarily want to do it because mm -hmm. i don't like doing you know work mm -hmm. but I, I there's a part of me that just wants to have the register just get it registered get it get it all set in case i need to just start doing that and yeah. you never know who you're gonna meet that's all i'm saying <laughs> What a weird place to take that. You are you are uniquely capable of taking a normal uh, conversation and moving really to are. a really strange, weird place. It's quite a skill. Uh, it's quite a skill. Skill is an interesting word for that. Yeah. It's it, not the I one know. I would have used. I know. It's not the one I would have used. Uh, but these, these driverless pods may cut into the Uber situation eventually. I mean, it, yeah. It's certainly not time yet. No. But... Eventually, I mean, it's 2015 and we're already doing it. Right. It's 2015 and they're already testing it out. So we keep hearing about driverless cars and now they're actually getting on the road. And now they're actually driving around places. And now they're even picking up customers. They're confident enough that this can pick up uh, customers during the day in good weather, drive them from point A to point B. And, and they're not worried about, I guess, the litigation problems that will come mm. if something tragic happens. Amazing. I mean, that's, it's pretty far along. So what are we, five years away from a lot more of this?
10 years away from almost exclusively this? I don't know. It's coming. It, it is. It's coming a lot faster than anybody thinks. Glenn had a really early prediction on this, and I don't remember if it was 2020 I or 2025. I think he said 2025. And I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, that seems really fast. I mean, 2025 is, you know, it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it does seem to be going that way. I mean, it'd be sure interesting does. to see how close he comes on that one. That's yeah. that's one I, I put those in the calendar in the future, like, like my Microsoft Outlook calendar, so that at some point in the future it will remind me. Sometimes they pop up and they're really funny because he was completely wrong on them. Uh, but that one's going to be an interesting one to check out because mm-hmm. it's, it's usually they're a little bit closer timeline-wise. This one's 10 and years out. And he always out. says he's, he's wrong on time. Yeah, he does. And, and he may be on this too but because 2025 is only 10 years away. And you've got... You've got to replace all the cars that are currently yeah, being driven. Yeah, the bad. There's a, yeah. one of the, I can't remember what the heck the name of that show is. I was watching the promo of the one of the new shows on the networks that's tw- in 2040. But the infrastructure that they show, there's no way we make it to that infrastructure in 2040 on the show, really? on the future mm. show. No way. Well, did you know that our roads and bridges are crumbling? I've been hearing that lately. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, I, have to really? try, I drive over them all the time, and they yeah. seem to be building new ones, not crumbling. But <laughs> right. oddly, they're all crumbling. Oh, yeah, there's huh. rubble. Rubble out there. Yeah. You can't even drive around. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Um, uh, by the way, they've got uh, Business Insider has a, uh, this is, I mean, to me, disturbing. They're trying to take down Twinkies. Stop I don't know it. why they're doing it. Stop trying to take down Twinkies. Uh, they are trying to, um, uh, they have these pictures, a visual exploration of 75 additives in, and 25 food products. Um, I have, absol- as you probably can guess, have absolutely no problem with any of these additives. In fact, they're fantastic. But here they are. Um, apparently, this is what is in a, what, a Twinkie? Um, Doritos, uh, ranch salad dressing, uh, and all that stuff. And okay, so we're supposed to be shocked that there is what? There's uh, a lot of ingredients. Uh, ingredients. It's chemicals. Is that what that is? Yeah, I'm, I'm not one over by these arguments at all. Uh, you're more you're more like into yeah. this sort of thing than I am, but still, yeah. even you, I think... You, still, that doesn't look too spooky to me. Yeah, what, a couple pinches of stuff? Plus, you know, not to mention, you're eating a Twinkie, okay? You're eating a freaking Twinkie, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? If you eat uh, Twinkies all the time, you're not going to be healthy. Twinkies are mostly plastic. Everybody knows that. Yeah, so, right, but that's what you want when you go right. to get one. Yeah. Like, you want something specific. You want something like that. You want something plastic with some kind of ooze in the middle. Right. Uh-huh. Like, like, I will say this, sometimes... How many times you said that? Yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> sometimes I want to go to uh, a nicer restaurant and get a dessert, like one of those, you know, they have those huge, like, chocolate cakes or some molten mm-hmm. lava chocolate sundae or I whatever. those places. And I want that sometimes. Mm. There are times, other times, I want to go into a gas station and pick up a plastic-wrapped thing and eat that, mm-hmm. you know, that... Whatever that is, plastic cupcake thing. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with both of them. I think they're both awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm glad capitalism has provided both. I like both options. Because I will say this, sometimes I want to go to this really, like a nice Mexican place that has re- it's really good food and has that really top of the line. And sometimes I want to go to freaking Taco Bell and just load up on oh, yeah. cheesy burritos or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's like, there's a place for both of those things. And never do I go to Taco Bell with the ex- you know, expectation that the highest priced ingredients are inside. I understand it's an it's an economical food. It's uh, not you know it's a way to get some good quality. Are you uh, telling me filet mignon like prime filet mignon yeah. is not included? I'm pretty sure no. In the know. Taco Bell taco. However, you've had them. Huh. Do you like them? Oh, I love them. Mm-hmm.
I love them. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Mm -hmm. I love Taco mm -hmm. Bell. I do they might be a tad more than two for a buck if they were using. Yeah, they you might. You think yeah. so? It's possible. Imported yeah. Kobe beef. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. How do you? Uh, how do you? Man, that stuff's so expensive. Even the finest restaurants don't really use that. Right. I mean, it, it was illegal until very recently. Yeah. Um, they all the places that were saying they had Kobe beef, which is you know, if you've ever you know, see American is, stuff, it's it's actually not Kobe beef. No. It's another kind of beef that's it's similar related. to Kobe beef, but it's not Kobe. Beef. It's related, and the American Kobe isn't the same as Japanese. Right, and the they Japanese treat it Kobe much differently until I think yet last year or the year before was illegal to import. Yeah. So there was literally every time you had had Kobe beef in your life, you had not had Kobe beef. Right. Um, it was not something available in the United States unless you were in Japan eating it. Now that's a little bit different, but still, C most of it is not. Central Japanese. Market actually got some actual. Japanese Kobe beef. Yeah, that's a grocery store. It's a grocery chain store Texas, chain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sells some higher end stuff sometimes. And, and I was picking out some steaks, and and they had Kobe, and I'm like, wow, is that actual Kobe beef? Because it was eighty five dollars a pound or something. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and and they're like, yeah. And I said, is it? I mean, really? Is it worth the extra money? Will I taste? Will it be an explosion extra in my $70 mouth? Seventy dollars a pound. Will Will happiness just shoot out my butt if I eat this mm -hmm. stuff? And they said, no, no, it's, I don't. Think he didn't. He, he didn't <laughs> say yes. No, he did That's not. Very wow, he, that's he was good. really that's honest. Odd. I would have said yeah. He's yes. like, no, nah, I just go with the prime. And I okay, because I wasn't going to buy the Kobe anyway. <laughs> he took the Way Kobe home. Too expensive. I went to a um, uh, a fancy steakhouse, you know, six months ago in uh, right. I know it's weird. Uh, it's fancy steakhouse type of place in Dallas, and it's kind of like mm -hmm. a fancy sort of trendy steakhouse place. And the food is you know excellent. Um, and of course, for me, I get the pasta with vegetables, which is like eleven ninety five because you can't charge more than eleven ninety five for pasta <laughs> with vegetables. Uh, but they went through the meat selection, mm -hmm. and they had Kobe beef. Was Kobe the beef real? was the the real one? Was the third most expensive steak they had? Oh, you're kidding! It was like the Kobe wow. beef was like hundred and fifteen dollars for the steak. Then there was yeah. one that was like one eighty five, and one was like two fifty. I've never seen anything like it. And then they had fifty. They had a bunch of other options that were like forty dollars and thirty dollars and fifty dollars, like the kind of typical expensive steak. And then they went up all the way. One of them was like a couple of hundred. It was two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars or something. I remember they, I, of course, obviously not ordered by my table. We got we used the coupon wow, that's and nuts. got the uh, <laughs> the Salisbury steak. You know, uh, you know that guy <laughs> is telling you that it's worth it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yes, you know, I, and, and part of me was like, if you're going to spend a hundred dollars on a steak. Mm -hmm. Why not Maybe spend you just two? go for the two or three and at Why least say you did it. But mm -hmm. uh, I did not verbalize that so that uh, I've always wanted to try it. it. I, I think I first heard about it in like 1990 or something. And ever since then, I've, I've wanted to try it. Oh, you have not had it? I've never had and it. I haven't had, I've never had, the, I haven't had the real, but I've had the American. Okay, yeah, well, well, oh, the American I've had. Let yeah. me throw this out here. I mean, there's this, I mean, we're a show, right? Right. We're in Dallas. Yes. What if we were to contact this restaurant? Oh, my gosh, yes. And say, you know what would be interesting? Do like a little photo shoot on set to uh -huh. promote their business or something. Uh -huh. Oh, look at all these interesting types of steaks you can have. And we can do like one of those like An uh, Anthony Bourdain segments where we go down there and they just bring uh, you uh, all the different kinds of steak. And then mm -hmm. Jeffy stands there with like his mouth watering. Right. I love it. 
That doesn't sound Thoughts? like a good idea at all. But going there and eating sounds like a tremendous idea. Oh yeah, we'll tell you about the. We'll tell you about when we're going. We'll like, tell you, I'll right, tell you. Right, right, right afterwards, right after the shoot, we will let you know about it. Uh, so uh, that'll be actually that would be interesting because uh, a friend of ours. It? I, I, God, it's killing me. I can't think of the name of it. I always want to say so, Max and Irma's, which is, it's not Max and Irma's that because sound that's like a, like a bar and grill place <laughs> in Pennsylvania. But it's something. What is it called? No, no, it's something like a, it's a name. Uh, it's somebody's name. It's not Fairings, like is it? A, no, it's not Bob's. It's not Fairings, which is also very good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, fi- I'll find it out. We'll get it for you maybe in the break or something. Is it downtown? Uh, it is downtown somewhere, yeah. Mm, okay. um, but it was very, very good. And very, But it's an interesting thing of like... I have never seen a steak for $250. <laughs> it was a lot. I've never seen that. It was a lot. But again, we're, this is for obviously for science. I mean, I've eaten, we've eaten at really nice places in New York. On Glenn's dime, and uh, mm-hmm. and I've never seen that, well, even in New York. Here we could do it again yeah. on Glenn's dime. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. If you want to get prepared, if if you want to be prepared for any eventuality, one of the things you're going to need is food, obviously, and that's where my Patriot Supply comes in. You can get a seventy two hour emer- emergency food supply for ten dollars. Get your foot in the door of being prepared. Yep. Get you, get you three days, uh, and then after that, hopefully help is there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got uh, services restored. Maybe things are back to normal. Yeah. But. You could either choose to spend $300 on one steak, or right. you can get three days of food <clears throat> for, for $10, only $10 uh, from my Patriot Supply. And they're going to add free shipping to your order as well. Uh, get your 72-hour kit. It's only 10 bucks, and it's free shipping. And, you know, my Patriot Supply has everything you could possibly need as far as preparedness goes. So you can go there and get other stuff if you want. But, you know, for a first step, uh, the 72-hour mm-hmm. kit is the easiest way to get going. Call now. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Hello and uh, welcome. By the way, Nick and Sam's was the name of the restaurant I was looking Nick for and Sam's. in Dallas. I would highly recommend it if you're ever in the Dallas area. If you feel like if you're pricey steak, though, kind of sore. A little pricey. Yeah, although uh, it wasn't. I, I don't want to give the sense that everything like you, right. you had mentioned you per se in New yeah. York, which is the, one of the most expensive restaurants in the world. And all the portions are about this big. Right. They're about like that. <laughs> Nick and Sam's <laughs> has these options, but they also have normal steakhouse type. Price. I mean, like it, it looks like a great ridiculous. place. They don't even have a price on their menu. So, I yeah, mean, a lot of stuff is free. Per se. You, no, Jeffy. No. <laughs> I'm not, looking at their website. They don't even no. have a price on it. So, yeah, that's not the way gotta that works. got to be free. It's not how that works. not the way that works. And it's amazing you'd think that that would be the way it would work. But at, per se in New York, you'll get, like, mm-hmm. uh, a pea. And it'll be $75. <laughs> yes. It is that bad. We'll give there. you a side pea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a dollop of butter. <laughs> <laughs> not a full dollop. No, not a quarter not dollop. A dollop. A quarter dollop. Uh, all right. Uh, according to E Online, selfies killed more people than sharks this year. That's a great one. Um, wow. <laughs> they actually were showing. I saw there was a controversy. I don't remember where it was, and they were like, uh, "There's a real problem with people taking selfies in front of bears." Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They closed yeah, the they park. They shut down a park. Yeah, they closed what, the park because here? of it. Uh, is that here? I can't remember was where it Yellowstone? was. Yellowstone. Was it? it it was, uh, I'll find it. I'll Yosemite. find it. But they shut the park down because people were going. Yeah. The bears were up. They're running around looking for food, and people were going out there taking selfies. Yeah, right in front of them. Like yeah. you just see the bear. Look at me. It's a picture of me with a bear in the background. Yeah. 
I mean, stupid. you should try it, Jeffy, but only an idiot would attempt that. But you can give it a whirl. Oh, man. Why don't you get in a, in a cage with a bear? How about that for the show? You could wrestle one. See how that works out for you. I have confidence. It would be good for the next open. Yeah. We can watch, uh, except it would be more like a live action instead of animated, you know, Mm. show open. (laughs) Colorado's uh, Waterton Canyon Park. Okay. That's what what they closed down down. because of the bear selfies. Uh, According to a new study, uh, there have now been more deaths this year from selfies than there have been from shark attacks. Death toll for selfie-related deaths, 12. For shark attacks, 8. I mean, what this really says is you should not be worried about taking a selfie or getting eaten by a shark. Boy, no kidding. That's yeah. what both of the, that's what that says. It's not like selfies are actually dangerous. It's just really more of a point that sharks really aren't dangerous. <laughs> I mean, they're dangerous if you get in the. Again, we should put you in a maybe like a like a tank of water with them, or like maybe cover you in a little chum. See what happens. <laughs> throwing that out there. You want to try that at the show? Show me to take a selfie with. <laughs> Rubbed on chum and a shark? Is that what you want? <laughs> yes. That's what we want. That yeah. is actually what I want. You pretty well summed <laughs> it up. You really nailed it. You really summed it up. Uh, the most recent selfie-related death <clears throat> occurred in India, where, according to the BBC, a 66-year-old tourist uh, died after attempting to take a photo of himself for his friends and family to see. Uh, according to an eyewitness, he and a friend fell to their untimely deaths while attempting to take a picture of the... Uh, at the Taj Mahal's Royal Gate. He lost consciousness, was taken to a hospital where he later died. That's really sad. Mm. Uh, so don't, you know, don't take selfies in dangerous positions. I hear about this happening, too, near cliffs, where people will say, hey, let's, let's go take a selfie right near the cliff. Or right then, over the cliff. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you fall and, and you, you fall. roll down the hill. And you should try that, dead. Jeffy. You should try that. You should try doing that yourself, by yourself, not even for the show. Just do it. Maybe a bridge. Maybe the top of a bridge. Where there's uh, sharks yeah, yeah. down below. Maybe periscope it so we can all kind of watch, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. it would be Yeah, yeah, it would be great. Got to give that a whirl. Uh, well, I mean, is it the most disturbing thing going on in social media? I would, I would argue no. Not uh, even close. I'm gonna, the, the winner for that award today goes to hashtag shout your abortion. Um, people who are apparently proud that they've killed children. Um, wonderful, wonderful achievement. Unbelievable. Um, yes, you've, you were able to actually kill your own baby. So, yay. Here's a couple examples, apparently, from Lindy West. My abortion was in 10, 2010, and the career I've built since then fulfills me and makes me better able to care for kids I have now. Mm. That's great, Lindy. Yeah, and that, then that, Rosie. That, that, that would have been a five-year-old now. Right. Um, and probably been getting her un- unending yeah. joy uh-huh. right now, uh-huh. actually. Yeah. Rosie Jackson says, the uh, shout your abortion tag is so important. My abortion was alone with no one to support me, but I have survived. And now I'm a Ph.D. candidate. Good for you. And there's wow. dead children in your wake. Yeah. So congratulations on that. I mean, so think sad. about that. She was, uh, all she had great. to do was kill a child to become mm-hmm. a candidate for a Ph.D. Not to get one, right. but to become a candidate for one. No way that could have happened if she would have had the baby and given oh, it up for abortion. Actually never, I mean, uh, given right, it up for, for adoption. adoption. There's actually never been, people don't know this, never been a Ph.D. that's had children. That's never happened. That's, really? That, that's yeah. a true stat. Amazing. Huh? Wow. On, on, the, amazing on Earth or just in the U.S.? On, on Earth. On Earth. Now, there's one country that gives away PhDs really <laughs> flippantly, and I don't count them as legit PhDs. It's uh, Central African Republic. Uh, but other than that, it's never happened. Uh, here's a couple more shout your abortion uh, tweets. Unprepared for accidental pregnancy at 32. 
uh, felt like my body was invaded wow. and had betrayed me. No, hun, you did that. Yeah. You didn't. See, the sperm <laughs> didn't just jump into your body. I got news for you. That's uh, a great one. Yeah. I felt like my body was invaded. Now, look, if she's saying that she was she saying she's assaulted. I mean, that's a different story, I suppose. Uh, but uh, it hadn't. But, but then she's saying betrayed me. So that's something completely different. Yeah. Um, oddly, too, uh, that's uh, not what happens. That's, you know, it's not an invasion. Planned termination and felt peace. Um, I don't know how that's possible, honestly. I mean, I think you're confusing peace and quiet. Yeah. It, it might be quiet, but it's not peace. Alyssa Chappelle says, to say choosing to have an abortion was the hardest decision I've made well, would, would be to lie. It was easy. Tears, but no regrets. Why tears? Wow. Why tears? Alyssa, why tears? Yeah, why tears? If you're not question. ending a life, why, why tears? tears? Why tears? I can tell you this. If I had an abortion and I was pro-choice, I would not have a moment of tears. No way. If I was consistent, I would say, who the hell cares? It's just a lump of cells. Plan, yeah. plan termination and felt peace. Help, yeah, yeah. I mean, that... Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I, there's, I don't understand. The, the, it makes, it's, there's no logical sense. You either believe it's not a human being, mm -hmm. it's not a thing, and you don't care, and it's a flippant thing you could do on any Tuesday... Or you think it's, um, you know, um, um, killing a kid. And then, like, if you think it's killing a kid, you should really be against it. Yep. And not one of them express any thoughts over the lives of the babies that they snuff out. Uh, what could have been, how that was human life, and how that, that human life, that baby may have, in fact, would have brought them incredible joy and happiness. Would it have been difficult for some of them? It, would it inconvenience them, perhaps? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit? Or... Or, here's another option, again, adoption. Yeah, you could, could, could have even... You could have the child give it up for adoption. Yeah, what we're, you're talking about there is, you know, uh, it's a little bit longer of a process. You know, yeah. it's not always, always going to be great. It's not always going to be pleasant. But, I mean, you do keep a human being alive, which is, uh, you know, something that I think we all kind of strive for. At least I thought. Mm -hmm. like with the people, a lot of the people who do these sorts of things are telling us how we're... We have to make sure that we're protecting species and that in brooks that are that may get, uh, you know, uh, killed from, uh, you know, a nearby power plant. Um, yet this doesn't seem to be much of a concern. It's an odd. It's an odd. Uh, it's an odd ethics set. I would say. Yeah. I don't. It I don't is. think. I don't know that it's really been thought through all the way. Uh, it, it's it's amazing, and and in light of the Planned Parenthood videos that have come out. Um, and, and the focus on this, and they still, in fact, this is kicking them into gear even more, so they shout your abortion, because I'm still proud of it, no matter what Planned Parenthood is doing. Uh, even though they're selling baby parts, I'm glad I did it. Then you have Barbara Boxer, who is calling out uh, Carly Fiorina, uh, talking about how she's proud and that she wants to take a woman's right to choose, completely ignoring all of the facts of what Carly Fiorina was talking about mm -hmm. the fact that children are being uh, sold, murdered and sold, live babies being cut open at their skull, and then their body parts uh, ripped from them and sold. I, but that's a right to choose issue? <laughs> no. Uh, it's, no. It's, it's just quite honestly no. not. And you're a despicable human being if that's what you try to boil it down to. It's despicable. Well, it's it's... I would say, it, it, in a lot of ways, it is despicable, but it's pretty human, right? I mean, like, it, for all, for as odd as it is, there's a normal human um, uh, survival technique 
to justify your behavior in a way that, you know, sort of yeah, helps definitely. you get through something that's difficult. And I think, you know, look, uh, do I think, like, to me, like someone like Sandra Fluke, who is, the, you know, out there saying basically, like, you know, uh, she doesn't say uh, I want abortions to be safe, legal, and rare. She says she wants them to be safe and legal. Screw rare. What does rare have to do with it? Why would I want it to be rare? I want it to be safe and it's legal. It's a more consistent point and of view. to me, view. that's a much more consistent point of view. If you're, if you're out there and you've got your 100% NARAL rating, like a mm-hmm. Harry Reid, even though he makes no sense because he says he's pro-life. But if you've got your 100% NARAL rating and they want to throw parties for you every Tuesday, you probably are a little bit more consistent than a lot of the population, to mm-hmm. be perfectly honest. I mean, it's insane to me to act as if you think it's going to be a Volkswagen. But if, if you think it's going to be a Volkswagen, at least you could justify your behavior. Mm-hmm. The other way around, it's like, well, I think uh, certain times it's an, it is and certain times it's not. And, you know, that is really the more inconsistent position. It's, it's like a, you're trying to feel good on both sides. And that's not a logical position. That's just a feel good emotional position. Which is weird. I, I, you know, is, for as is, is horrific as the Planned Parenthood videos are, it's not an emotional thing. It's not a, it, it, it certainly induces emotion, but it's not an emotional argument. It, it's just a blatantly logical argument. We all know these are kids. And here you are now seeing the evidence or you're seeing mm-hmm. the hand in the air. You're seeing the body parts. You're seeing it cutting, cut, cut it up, cut up, excuse me, on the, uh, in, the, uh, in the tray. You're seeing all these things that, while we all understood them logically, you're now viewing them and you can no longer deny them. And that's why people like Barack Obama, people like Nancy Pelosi, haven't watched the videos. Mm-hmm. Because they, you can't watch them and then later on justify what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing... You Unless know, you're evil. And they are. Triple eight seven two seven back More patents <laughs> to it coming up. Now, what makes you say that? Uh, all their actions? Oh, just their, okay. Yeah. So you're basing on that on policies. the actions they take. On their, uh, their okay. actions and their policies. Okay, that's an interesting so, way. Yeah. Because I call Jeffy evil all the time. Right. But that's and that's based on his actions. His actions. Welcome. It's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Back. According to the uh, Telegraph, uh, st- <laughs> some Star Wars corrections that need to be made. Oh no! <laughs> um, because apparently Princess Leia is nearly two years older than what? Luke Skywalker. What? Even though they're twins. They're twins. They're twins. Pat. I know. They can't be two years separated well, in age. Well, they are because of Einstein's theory of relativity, according to scientists who have too much time on their hands. Apparently. You know, how about this cure disease? Yeah, the thank cu- you. Cure disease. Right. Is cancer cured? I think it's still around. It's uh, still around, mm-hmm. right? So maybe pay attention to that and <laughs> try to do something about that rather than worry about how old uh, fictional characters are. <laughs> uh, but because of relative velocity uh, time dilation, which describes the bending of space-time due to differences in speed. This is, well, how many times have I said this? You have that, well, um, you have that bumper sticker on your yeah, right. car. If you see the bumper sticker that says, uh, vo- uh, relative velocity time dilation describes the bending of space-time due to differences in speed, you will see Pat yeah. Gray come But you're also too close to my bumper, yeah. so back off. <laughs> <laughs> if you can read this about space-time dilation, you're too, you're close. too close. Back off! <laughs> so there are different journeys through space in various craft would change how fast they're aging. Uh, this is just weird and interesting, though. 
Under Einstein's theory of relativity, time ticks more slowly on an object that's moving at a higher speed. So it would mean a person standing on Earth watching a spacecraft moving would see a clock tick more quickly on the ground compared with one they could see on the ship. So, in other words, when you're standing on Earth, you're aging faster than the person who's traveling at the speed of light, right? Or That's beyond the, theory. the speed of light. But Einstein That's, was an idiot. Let's be he honest was about it. The guy he I didn't mean, know what he was talking about. Was Look at the hair. About? Couldn't even comb his hair. Yeah. As I mentioned, Nazi supporter. Just throw that out there. <laughs> Nazi supporter. Albert Einstein. Nazi, Nazi supporter. supporter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, students at the University of uh, Leicester made their calculations based on the twins' journeys to Cloud City. Leia travels from the neighboring system of Anoit and arrives at Cloud City in around 6.72 hours, while Luke travels from the much more distant Dagobah, which takes around a week. Additionally, Leia travels to in the Millennium Falcon, much larger ship, blah, blah, blah. Students assume they reach higher speeds. Leia's journey yields a time dilation of 62.6 days. Luke... Uh, 700.8 days. Therefore, uh, Leia is two years older. Than so it's actually not a problem with the movie. It's just no. an interesting aside. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. And when we teased this yesterday, I thought it was going to be something a little simpler, like <laughs> Carrie Fisher is two years older than Mark Hamill. <laughs> that would have been a weird tease, though. <laughs> Here's the ages of two people in Star Wars. <laughs> Even though they were supposed to be twins in the movie. Right. She's actually two years older. But no, it was something very complex. Very complex. By the way, uh, Albert Einstein, I bought this. I was at Prince, uh, Princeton and bought a book of Al- favorite, Al- like famous Albert Einstein quotes. It was a quotable Einstein or something. Yeah. And I'm flipping through it at one point, and it's just like, you know, because he was not a Nazi supporter uh, per se, but he was, he was, and, and has, this is a story of history. He was kind of on the bandwagon early, like with some admiration. And Was it happened really? a lot of times through, through uh, you know, that happens through history a lot. A lot of the people, progressives here in the United States, were famously guilty for this. But, I mean, a lot of people, hmm. you, you see these regimes early on, people make excuses. The New York freaking Times was the ultimate apologist for the Soviet uh, regime. That oh, yeah. was, at the time, uh, starving millions of people in Ukraine and, and other areas. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were just saying, oh, nothing's going on. Everything's fine over there. They're doing 11 a great million job. people killed. They have seen the future. 11 million. I've seen the future. And they've been killing millions and millions of people. So, anyway, that's just amazing. Interesting. It's an interesting aside to read that because you see buried <laughs> through thousands of brilliant quotes. It's just like, hey. By the way, that Hitler guy is doing some pretty amazing things over there. It's <laughs> like, also uh, uh, kind of interesting to note, too, that his theory of relativity has some serious holes in it that can't really be, um, they can't really justify certain aspects of it. We still haven't been able yeah. to figure it all out. And they're still, they, they, they think they have things that are not exactly right with it. And, and, mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, it's like... It's like saying, like, well, uh, the, the Model T, we can go a lot faster now. You know what I mean? It's like it's key. He got he inventing the Model T was still pretty ass, pretty good. Yes, you know? uh, and uh, that's kind yeah. of you know he, 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 he did a pretty good job with that theory relatively. <laughs> I'm ready to give him a break. I would on think that. he did. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, but one day it may be completely disproven. But we, it's something that right now we accept as fact, mm-hmm. and it's it, there's no way to prove it. There's no way to prove it. No, I, it's interesting. Like it, 
Yeah, look, it's Albert Einstein. I'm not going to sit here and question <laughs> Albert Einstein. Um, but uh, it doesn't seem right to me that that would be true. Because you're going really fast, you're going to the speed of light, you age slower. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't, like it's it, weird. It doesn't seem possible. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's, hard to get it's, your head it's the basis of every science fiction movie, obviously. Sure so is. you have to accept it. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's uh, in the Bible or the Constitution or something. Some important well, I document. think it's in both. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's in both. Yeah, mm. so... Uh, speaking of uh, uh, Star Wars, we actually found um, uh, this ridiculous article, um, which has the throwback movie tie-in serials. Um, this is a C- the C-3PO's was actually a serial at one point. I sort of remember that. Really? C-3PO's serial? Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. I remember that box. They just, there's C-3PO's. a bunch of eights. The serial was a bunch of eights. <laughs> I don't know what that shape was. Or is it side? Okay, maybe it's maybe it's probably like not eight, but it looks like an eight. Uh-oh. And in their crunchy honey sweetened oat, wheat, and corn cereal, that's the, uh, the that did not last. The standard like, hey, what are we gonna make this cereal? I don't yeah. know. Sweetened corn. <laughs> I don't know. Sweetened yeah. sweetened wheat. Uh, and then the put uh, put the robot matter. on the box. Yeah, doesn't matter. Put the Star yeah. Wars character, the character on, on the cover. Yep, yep. That's, uh, they don't really try a lot of new things. That's why I don't like these cereals. Here's another one from the era, E.T., the uh, extraterrestrial cereal. Uh, peanut butter and chocolate flavored. That was because of the Reese's tie-in, of course. Uh, crispy sweetened, two grain cereal. By the way, the grains, wheat and corn. <laughs> I don't know. It was probably wheat and rice. Those are the three things they go to on cereals. Uh, Ghostbuster cereal. Remember this one? It got oh. the uh, fruit flavor with marshmallow ghosts. And bazooka bubblegum inside. Nice. Mm, <laughs> really a lot odd. of tie-ins there. Crunch bustin' fruit flavor with marshmallow ghosts. And, of course, we all remember the cereal com- company Ralston, which was... <laughs> which is Ralston Purina. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, here is uh, Gremlins cereal. Again, Ralston. Ralston. Man, they just jumped on every bandwagon, didn't mm-hmm. they? Gremlins sweetened cereal again, uh, honey sweetened wheat and corn and rice uh, with a free sticker inside, and then their little shapes of uh, gremlins. Don't feed them after midnight, by the way, and don't uh, eat those after midnight. Don't eat them after midnight or during the day. As you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, isn't everything after midnight? <laughs> everything is after some midnight. Yeah, uh, that's important to know. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got Ralston's Batman cereal. It's new. It at least was new at one point. Uh, now, be, now it's now it just would say stale in the place where it said new because it's not new. Natural honey nut flavor in little bat shapes, cute. Okay, and why did they make it bat flavored? That would have been an interesting. <laughs> yes, it would. Tastes like real bat. If you're a real man, you'll just eat <laughs> bat flavored cereal. Um, how about Prince of Thieves cereal? Wow, oh, I do not remember this. One. I don't either. Not at all. Is that a uh, uh, Robin Hood situation there? What, what, uh-huh. That movie was. What year did that come out? I don't remember. I'm going to say 88-ish. Adam's Family, uh, they made that movie. And uh, actually, we have a uh, bench. Actually, that's from the TV show, though. Look at this char- the characters, right? Isn't that? No, that's, no, that's the movie. I guess yeah. that's the movie. That's the movie, okay. yeah. yeah. We actually have the bench from that movie. It might have been the sequel to this movie, which somehow they made a sequel of. Uh, but it's actually here in the studios. Um, it's down the hall. Yeah. Uh, it's a big purple bench that they sat on in the movie. It's one of those, those props here at the studio. Uh, creepy, crunchy cereal with great taste you'll scream for. And that's because it's tied into someone who's scary. Mm-hmm. And you see, the thing is actually eating it, but can't eat it because it's only a hand. <laughs> well, it can feed it to you, though. It can feed it to you, it just can't that's eat a, it. That's a good thing right there. And then number eight, we have uh, new <laughs> Kellogg's Indiana Jones cereal. 
with uh, Harrison Ford on the front. Chocolate cereal with marshmallows. Okay. That should have been snake flavored. I just, I just want to jump into these so, uh, cereal design like business. Snakes. This happened know, after yeah. the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I was going to say, the reason why I thought it was Are newer... Are you kidding me? ...is because of the nutrition facts on the front of the boxes. Those didn't exist back in the day. Yeah. And that, that's saying 120 hey, calories Kellogg's. per serving. Yeah. It is unbelievable that a cereal was spawned by that horrifically bad movie. One of the worst movies ever made. Oh, yeah. One of the worst movies of all time. Really, really is. Especially for a major release with major stars... Uh, they all jumped directors. on that bandwagon, though, right? I mean, I've got they a little did. McDonald's toy that I can't throw away because Stu and you got you hate the movie so much. It's in my garage that has the the sand go down in the in the pyramid from the skull toy yeah. from McDonald's. Yeah, it's really well. Cool. I mean, you know, to be obviously like McDonald's gets a call and says, "Hey, we're making a freaking sequel to Indiana Jones. You want in on this?" Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, they didn't yeah. see the movie. And they're like, you know what? I didn't right. like that, so we're not going to go ahead with a promotion. I mean, yeah. It's all planned, I guess, in advance. But still, it's amazing that anything came out of that it stupid is. movie. Really that is. had to be the best thing from the movie was the chocolate cereal. <laughs> it There's did. no doubt about it. Had to be. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah I didn't like want to go yet. You I like just, it. I just want to hang around. Right. For a while. Can we just hang out? Right. Like at yeah. the old time. You know. Not you, Jeff. Take the show all day today. But me and me and Patterson. Like, you know, like old time. But yeah, yeah, I know. We'd like that again. Triple Eight, seven two seven back. Pat and Stu, this is uh, something I suffer with uh, like crazy, obviously. And uh, people are asking me all the time, Pat. You seem to have bigorexia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, but I think the whole point of bigorexia is that you don't know. That's No, but I do. I, I just, there's nothing I can do about it. You don't have it. it. I, I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. I just, I'm you, at the mercy of working out and becoming bigger and more muscular all the time. That's why I have muscles bulging out my eyeballs now. And because the I mean, muscles... You can do something about it. There's, mm-hmm. there's a therapy that you can go through. Really? I mean, I... Why would you know about that? Look, look mm-hmm. I've been through several therapies. Look, I, I'm a, I have addictive a personality. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I've had... When, so when I'm in on something, I'm all in. I have anorexia. <laughs> I kicked the hell out of that. that. That was difficult. That was one of the hardest things in my life. You committed genocide get through, on anorexia. I mean, to get... And you did. I had anorexia. You did. Suffered from that. I kicked that. Then I had uh-huh. bigorexia. I've kicked that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't okay. remember you at either one of those. No, phases. I don't either. Oh yeah, I don't like, either. Were they like, oh. you, like for like five minutes? That's what I mean. The whole, that's what the therapy is all about, just to get you is through it? all that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so bigorexia well, is basically you like we're anorexic. You become is, so big, you, and you yeah. just your muscles are never enough. Right. You're an, you're anorexic, and you think you're fat when you're really skinny. Yeah. And so you act uh, appropriately for that right. you know misconception of your own self. Mm-hmm. This is bigorexia. Is you think you're puny. You think you don't have a lot of muscles, but you actually have gigantic muscles, and you keep getting them bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You're taking steroids. I don't know why. Why is she on the screen? She's suffering. She is not not suffering from bigorexia. Because she's hot. Because she's hot. She is hot, but that that doesn't doesn't have anything to do with with bigorexia. (laughs) No. She's not. She's actually, she looks wonderful. Actually, she is a cause of bigorexia for a lot of guys. She is uh, specifically. That could be. Okay. That could well um, be. So <laughs> well, they're talking about guys like Oli Loin, who was 20 years old when he died of a heart attack. Name? So it's pretty serious. Oli Loin. 
Okay. Uh, he'd already recovered from a stroke and two heart attacks at the age of 19, but the third one killed him. Why? Yeah, sad. Wow. You think if you're in that, I guess he's taking steroids. Steroids, stuff, so excessive weight training. Um, and so they think he had bigorexia. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently he just wanted to be more and more and more muscular. So it's uh, more form- formally known as muscle dysphormia. It's like anorexia, but in reverse. So uh, it's believed that a tenth of the men in British gyms suffer from the condition. One-tenth. Wow. Well, Loin was like 5'2". I mean, that's, he was just upset that he was so short. How do you know he was 5'2"? It says so in the story. I don't have that particular fact. Uh, what else does it say that you have? That, uh, <laughs> it just that said that... Even, yeah, tell his, us more. Do we yeah. have a, in, in, His mother, in, in, in his mother was saying that he was short. He was 5'2", and that was the cause of most of his problems. He was really upset throughout his life for being so short. What's the cause for most mm. of your problems? I'm... I have addictive personality. I already told you that. Mm-hmm. So I jump into something, and then it takes a while. What are you I realize in now? How wrong what, what thing are you in now? Because you haven't kicked that. Whatever, whatever is happening now, you haven't, you haven't been able to. Right now, you have fatorexia, right? And so, uh, like you, you think you you're have not, not yet fat. kicked that. And in reality, <laughs> you're uh, oh, oh, uh, overweight. overweight. Yeah, yeah, but no. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a picture of Oli? I'd like to see what he looked like uh, because I don't think I want. To, I mean, he, that's that's a lot of. You ever, they have those ads that always pop up on, online, and uh, like they're always like the new super fruit that mm-hmm. will that everyone wants to ban because their muscles are too big. And then there's just some guy get <laughs> an arm. It's like the size yeah. of forty legs. It's like. <laughs> And God, does anyone click on those? Like, who thinks that's real? I'm always amazed by it. The other one I saw the other day was like, one weird trick to solve all your erectile dysfunction problems. Uh-huh. And the picture is just this supermodel climbing over this guy. Do you think maybe she's the cure to your erectile dysfunction problems? Is the one weird trick having her come over to your house? Because she's a supermodel. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's a question of mine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Those ads make me laugh. I don't know. Uh, Can't but, afford a supermodel? Let me give you a website to go to. Yeah, no, I thought maybe you would. No, let's let's hold off on that. By the way, state-by-state uh, state analysis of obesity uh, by state, um, and I guess this is, is see, has Arkansas, West Virginia, and Mississippi were the states with the highest adult obesity rate. So this was before Jeffy moved to Texas. Uh, Hawaii, <laughs> the District of Columbia, and Colorado had the lowest <laughs> rates. <laughs> I don't know why. Hawaii has the lowest rate of... Uh, well, yeah, you're on the beach all the time. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would think that, that I'm surprised. Uh, Mississippi, what is it? Mississippi, West Virginia, Arkansas. Hmm. I don't know. Like none of those like sh- scream to me. Like, hey, we're known for our food. Like some areas mm-hmm. are just so well known for their food. You figure you're just like I just feel like New Orleans is like there's just so much food. It's mm-hmm. so like buttery and like you know there's you know just a lot of fried stuff going on. You think you know, like you could understand it because it's the cultural food of the area. Where I don't know, what is the cultural food of Mississippi? I don't know what it is. Dirt. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Fried and more fried. I'm being told. I I think the deal is poverty, and because of the things the they eat. Cut, yeah. 
the poorer you are, the, the, the more at risk you probably are for obesity because of the foods you are eating, maybe not the healthiest choices and whatever. I think uh, a lot of times, too. I think that's what happens. Yeah, maybe. Because they have, there's been studies that show that pe poor people actually get the same amount of calories and vitamins and minerals, and they're not necessarily more overweight. But I think that happens a lot where it might not even necessarily be like what you can afford. It's like you tend to uh, use food in a way that kind of makes you feel better mm -hmm. like people use alcohol mm -hmm. the same way like you, you feel better about something that's going on in your life um for a short period of time and then it actually winds up creating more problems food is very similar uh you know that's a you know jeffy jeffy will tell you right jeffy that's absolutely true you, are you oh in all seriousness are you a um one of those people who like you get a, like emotional or stressed out and you eat a lot or are you the type that just eats all the time because that's what you like to do uh, it's a it's a never-ending process you get depressed you eat the half gallon of ice cream then you get bummed because you ate the half gallon of ice cream <laughs> and you're depressed again so you eat another half gallon of ice cream cool. Never-ending cycle. Did, hey, he just mentioned half gallon of ice cream. Where's, Where's the half gallon of We've mentioned cream. all kinds of food on this program today. Wow. There's wow. zero None. of them here. Very Somebody's true. falling down on the job. <laughs> Where's the food? Where's the food? Where's the food? <laughs>